Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless, brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Rachel and Tegan, and on the menu today, it's episode two of our Silly Season Christmas series, and we're talking about silly season stress and basically how to look after yourself this Christmas time. Yes, obviously the holiday season can be such a wonderful time of year to recharge from work, celebrate with friends and family, and you know, get ready for the year that is to come. But for a lot of people, it's also a time of year that's met with a lot of increased levels of stress, anxiety, and for some, even loneliness. And so that's why today we thought we'd talk a little bit about how you can prioritise your own self-care and just look after your well-being and really just your mental health as well this holiday season so you can enjoy it for what it's meant to be. That's it. So we actually looked at um, some... Uh, stats and facts I guess about uh, Christmas time stress I feel like this is one of these things too that when you're a kid Christmas is just this beautiful wonderful exciting time Mm -hmm. as you get older as you start to have to bear the financial brunt or um, you know host prepare do the cooking all those things that come with it Mm -hmm. the pressure um, of events of uh, menus of presents all of that and you don't get six weeks off at school holidays to enjoy (laughs) and relax in the sunshine over summer gosh I miss uni holidays that was a time oh no uni holidays (laughs) are even better (laughs) but anyway so um, you know there's actually a lot of uh, or significant stress I guess associated with this time of year and it just comes around so quickly I literally can't believe that as we're recording it, this oh. it's you know what twenty first of November, it's and a month till Christmas, guys. Don't you hate it when people yeah. remind you of that? <laughs> and you kind of feel like I don't know. It just all of a sudden I feel like it gets to October and the year just goes on fast forward. Mm. So while obviously Christmas can be a wonderful time of year, uh, it's actually classified as one of the six uh, six most stressful life events which I think is depressing, but <laughs> along with divorce, moving house and changing jobs. I, I think that checks out for me in a way. Mm. I, I suppose, look, it's probably a little bit relative depending on what sort of um, role it is that you take on at Christmas time. But True. if you're someone who hosts, if you're working, you know, a lot of workplaces don't finish up until the Friday before mm. Christmas, which sometimes is. I've finished work on Christmas Eve sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't leave a lot of time to and do And for retail workers, shopping. yeah, like it's huge. I know my sister, sister is a florist and um, they own the business and it's just like the most manic week. Her husband's also in retail and they're just like frantically trying to make it to Christmas Eve yep. and often working on Christmas Eve. So I feel like that is a very real thing. And oh. then trying to balance kids on school holidays mm. and all of that sort of thing. And then, yeah, prep and get ready for – if, you, if you're hosting the next day, you know, mm. the cooking starts days before a lot of the time. There's a lot of things. You can't just run out the night of. I know mum and I have done a mad uh, dash to the grocery store on Christmas Eve what a morning sometimes and it's just hectic. It's like mm. the apocalypse. Everyone's just like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. You know, fighting over the last limes and <laughs> things it. like that. I just I just love Christmas though. For me, it's always – so it's always just such a positive, exciting thing. I'm one of those annoying Christmas people that, you know, I've often, I have, I have set my Christmas tree up in October before, which I know is too early. We are waiting till like mid-December this year. We tend to get a real one. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'll do the Christmas baking and the Christmas carols. But again, I've not often had to, I don't think I've ever hosted. Mm. Um, I have a very talented culinary family who often, you know, <laughs> do most of that. Yeah. And I guess I haven't haven't had to do it with kids or do, you know, I guess a lot of the stuff that mm. sometimes people have to shoulder. Yeah. My mum, like my family's often hosted Christmas lunch pretty much for as long as I can remember. And I just know for mum, she loves to do it. Mm. 
And it, like she, she just loves being a host. But also every year I can see her silently like cursing herself because <laughs> she's like, oh, it's just it is it is a lot of work. But obviously now we're all a lot older, so we can we can help a lot more and sort of share the load. But I suppose for t- particularly for workers, we found some data from LinkedIn, which is actually from late twenty twenty two, but. Yeah, it was recent <laughs> enough that showed that by December, 60% of working Australians are report feeling burnt out. Mm. And the same study found that one in two are then also worried about taking leave. So I think this just speaks to the pressure that's on people this time of year. And while a lot of workplaces might mm. be winding down, there are a lot of workplaces where this is actually their busiest time of the year. Uh-huh. And there were um, the data also said fifty six percent felt the Christmas crawl, quote unquote, now starts before December, which is so true, isn't it? People are thinking oh, about it in October, November. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> felt that this year. I feel like I'm kind of crawling to the finish line and just can't wait for a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that vibe from um, from everyone at the moment. Someone yeah. said it in work the other day, like. Um, she was talking about her, her kids and she was like, oh, it's it's week eight and it just really feels like week eight in term. And mm. I'm like, I think that's like an analogy for, for everyone right now. Like mm. The year, it feels like we're in week eight of term yep. four yep. and we're just, or week seven, whatever it was, and just we're just trying to get there. Yep. People <laughs> have finally comfortably started to say, we'll come back to that in the new yes. year. Like people started saying in October and it's like, come on, mate, there's three years, three months to go still. <laughs> um, also, 34% of Australians believe um, other end-of-year distractions like Christmas shopping and family events are only adding to this stress, which figures. Mm. Um, in one survey of over 3,000 people, 86% reported that they find buying presents uh, to be difficult. So if you haven't listened to our um, last week's episode, which was our gift guide, jump on there. Hopefully there's some useful ideas that will take off some of that pressure. Uh, and 65% reported Christmas shopping a stressful experience. So yeah. get on that one. <laughs> I'm sure as well as we've gone through all of that, like I know I can certainly relate to some of that, even mm. if it is a time of year that you find really, really enjoyable. But I suppose another thing we did want to call out up front is just that Christmas, while it is a happy time and it's marketed as that for, you know, a lot of people, it can also be a time that's really, really difficult for some people. And, um, you know, the close of another year, you know, often makes people think about their achievements or their disappointments or maybe a loss. You know, they Mm -hmm. may have suffered a loss this year and someone that they dearly loved is no longer longer here and it can can just be a really difficult time so I think as we sort of go through this period it's just something that's really really important to keep in mind and that if you are finding it stressful or difficult you know there are lots of services Mm. that are available to help and you're not alone a lot of people find themselves feeling this way yeah and Christmas time can just exacerbate that so we do want to keep that in mind while we you know I I go on about how much I love Christmas I know a lot of people hate it or really struggle so we yeah we just want to preface this by by saying that Now, we were doing a bit of research (laughs) about um, ways to manage stress this Christmas, trying to find some fun and useful ideas so that you don't have to also do that. We found a really great one. Number one, Tegan, what is it? I don't think I can say this with a straight face. It was honestly the biggest piece of BS advice I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life, which was to use long queues or while you're stuck in traffic to your advantage. Can you imagine sitting in the traffic (laughs) lights and just being like, cool, I'm going to practice some mindful breathing right now, list my five gratitudes for the day. No, or standing in line at the post office. Like how enraging are those moments? (laughs) Yeah, it was honestly, I think it was on some sort of like mindful blog or something and I went to it with, you know, high hopes of getting some (laughs) wonderful wisdom and I saw that and I was like, what in the world? I don't know anyone who's sitting there in a traffic queue being like, I'll just use this as a moment to do some Mindful meditation. Or use it as an opportunity to, quote, 
quickly reset and recharge. Yeah, just <laughs> so, <laughs> totally. Yeah, we yeah. um we we that was a joke. That one. I mean, if that. you want to <laughs> give it a go, all power to you. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's a strategy I'll be employing this Christmas maybe, season. <laughs> maybe we should. Um, okay, so. Our real number one is don't say yes to everything. And as serial people pleasers, something we're working on, um, and we are going to do an episode on setting boundaries because I think that's a really good thing to talk about. Um, we thought this is a really good one. It is okay to say no and you don't have to justify it. Yeah, I think that justification, especially this time of year, can be so difficult. Mm, there's just so many opportunities, invitations, mm-hmm. Christmas parties, drinks, mm-hmm. catch-ups. And it becomes really hard to say no. Like mm. you don't want to say no to family. You don't want to say no to a friend's Christmas, you want to say no, but sometimes it's just you can't do everything and you will just run yourself into gra- into the ground trying to. So I think, you know, if you don't want to go, don't. Mm. Like if it's something that you really go, I'm not going to enjoy myself, I, I really don't want to do this, don't go. You don't have to. I mean, I suppose there's probably a couple of things, like maybe don't blow off your big family Christmas unless <laughs> obviously you really want to, but there are certain things that, you know, are kind of more like obligations and things mm-hmm. you probably want to be part of, but it's more of those you know, you don't have to have an event on every weekend night mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I mean, it's it, it's it almost comes back to what we spoke about in our podcast, epi- uh, our first episode too, around friendships, around um, I guess those friends that build you up, make you feel good, recharge your social battery, and then those people in your life that you may be trying to phase out or you might. Um, that I guess aren't really – those friendships aren't serving you anymore and maybe you haven't seen them all year but it's mm-hmm. Christmas and you do an annual catch-up. Maybe this is the year you break up with that. Yeah, or maybe you push it to the new year. Say, look, I'm really flat out between now and Christmas but can we catch up maybe you know, in between Christmas and New Year or in the first week of Jan when I'll, most people are still on leave. Mm. All right, so our next point is around balancing families. And this is something I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to. I know I relate to that. Being married, my my sister has also got a long-term partner and so therefore she's trying to balance his family and mum's trying to balance, you know, having time together and then us each seeing you know, our partner's families. I'm sure you navigate mm-hmm. a similar thing. It's kind of like everyone wants to see you at the same time on the same day mm-hmm. um, and it can be a real real challenge. Yeah, and it also can put a lot of pressure on you, I think. It's uh, how are we going to keep everyone happy? How are we going to see every member of the family, Every make it to every gathering? You stuff yourself with three massive meals because it's breakfast with one side and then lunch with another and then dinner with someone else. I think a big thing here is Christmas is, is a period. I think we, we get hung up on the one day, but – I think you can spread it out mm. over the week or so. I was chatting to a friend recently who just had his extended family Christmas in November. Um, my family will tend to all try and pick a day that we are all together. So my, I've got um, three siblings, so there's four of us. Um, there's some partners, there's a couple of nieces. And it's it's always a conversation that happens in our family group chat, like oh, a month or two out from Christmas. So what are Christmas plans this year? We've recently implemented an on-off year, which I kind of hate because I, I'm someone that I want to see everyone and do everything every Christmas. Mm. I hate the idea of being like one year with this family, one year with the in-laws, what it, my, my family, one with the, year mm. with the in-laws. But what it's more about is uh, setting aside every second Christmas, Christmas Day belongs to mm. uh, my family. Mm. And, and then that off year, the pressure is off. So, yeah, cool, yeah. we'll still see them on Christmas Day, but we'll try and make a day into the extended family thing yeah, um, or something like that. And um, my siblings have done something similar. So I think that that can be a way to do it. Mm. Um, but it's also – it's about quality time, not rushing from place to place. Yeah. Like 
prioritizing that time with family so particularly if you're traveling lengthy distances Mm. like some people do have to travel you know they might be somewhere for lunch and then you know it's an hour in the car to get wherever they're going for dinner and the moment you get there you're thinking about oh gosh I've got two hours before we have to hit the road to leave and it can really take away from the enjoyment of the day and yeah you're just not as present I don't think sometimes I mean we do split up our Christmas day often but thankfully our families are five minutes away from each other so Mm. we didn't have that same pressure to a degree and I also agree I don't mind the idea of the on off year but I think it becomes really difficult like for me I've got quite elderly grandparents Mm. so it's like you don't necessarily want to skip a year um and that sort of thing is just being cognizant of a lot of those sorts of things it is it is a balancing act but I agree like you know at the very least you could view Christmas as sort of three days you've got Christmas Eve Christmas Day Boxing Day so if you can try and spread some of those family Mm. gatherings out across those days and maybe yeah you don't do the main thing on Christmas Day with one side of the family, but you go and see them on Boxing Day. Mm. And that's sort of your substitute. Yes, you don't get to see everyone, but you get to see those main, or your real, you know, your grandparents or your auntie and uncle, or whatever the main sort of family it is that you want to try, you would normally see on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's it. And I think um, something that really works well here is starting the conversation early and also having really clear expectations about mm. what your movements are going to be. I think there can be, like I mentioned before, that pressure or you feel like you're letting your family down or you feel like you're letting your mum down if you're only there for a couple of hours in the morning and then have to rush off to, um, you know, your in-laws place or something like that. Um, so having clear expectations, but also um, carving out the plan and, and setting it out. So cool. We've got Christmas Eve with Andrew's immediate family. I've got Christmas uh, lunch with my family. Boxing Day, we're going to do Andrew's extended family, for example. I'm just, you know, you just divvy up the days. What's going to happen? How is it going to work? And it's going to change throughout the years as well. And I think that's something that um, families as a whole need to be really cognizant of because, mm. you know, I know like Sean and I eventually want to have children. So like when we have kids, then our Christmas is going to look very different because we'll be making our own traditions and obviously yes. our families are part of that, but there will also be things that we'll be wanting to do just as a small, you know, fa- immediate family unit. Yeah, um, As my parents did with us as kids. So it's sort of one of those things. So it is a change, which I guess can be difficult for families and I guess it's that whole idea for parents, like letting go and things that not what they once were, but it doesn't mean that, um, yeah, you're still not getting to spend that time together. It just means it looks a little bit different. Yeah, fully agree. Our next one was around not being afraid to delegate. And I think particularly as women, we did actually see some stats around there that said that, you know, women disproportionately feel the stress of this time of year Mm. uh, because I think a lot of the work around that whole mental load around Christmas shopping and everything falls on women a lot of the time, generally speaking. Um, so I think even organizing both sides of the family mm. like I mean it should be a joint thing that you work out together but sometimes you know you might be the one um, as the mom or as the, the woman I don't know just uh, having to try and start the conversation figure out what both sides of the family are doing who's coming to visit who's doing what you know you've got to think about what beds need to be made all of that mm. stuff which can be something that can easily be shared between a partner yes. but isn't always yeah and also as well if you if you're hosting you know, don't be afraid to ask people to bring a plate, to bring yes. the wine, to do some cooking. This is know. us telling you, if someone asks you, what can I bring? Give them something to bring. Mm. There's no shame in that. And everyone wants to, no one wants to come empty handed. It's the mm-hmm. worst when someone says, don't bring something. Cause then you think, oh, and you bring something anyway. But it, it, we often will do something where we delegate the different side dishes. So like, um, say Michael often does the ham, my brother, and then, um, I'll do the beans and the carrots and then man, you'll do the potatoes. And like, that's a fun way to do it. Everyone mm. has a dish to make. You can actually be in the kitchen and do it together or you can make it ahead of time. Uh, yeah. or you know what, if you're like me and you don't have the share of the culinary expertise in the family 
offer to do the cheese board or the snacks. I'm, I always do that because I'm like, mm. that's something I can do. I can do a great cheese board. I might not be able to do an awesome ham, but I can do, I can bring the wine and I can bring the cheese. Yeah, I'll make a Christmas cocktail or a dessert, yeah. like a cake or There's actually know, no excuse not to pull your weight at Christmas too. I think we're talking about um, don't be afraid to delegate, but also on the flip side, pull your weight mm. because there are people that are taking, you know, more share than you and I'm I can say this because I am often the one that's you know being served and I don't know how it happens in my family but I just have a couple <laughs> like mum and my two sisters are amazing cooks and they'll often be in the kitchen doing it and sometimes I'm just there for moral support it seems you can always uh, do the dishes you know, oh, at the yeah, end of the <laughs> mum will be cheering um but yeah I think it's it take some responsibility and bring something even if it's you know a chocolate ripple cake that's going to take you five minutes to make or it's a good cheese board or it's some wine or the cocktail I also think this ties in a little bit to our conversation from last week as well around, you know, delegation isn't only or offering to help isn't only helpful just for the physical load. But I think, you know, if you've got a big family, someone putting on a spread for a big family, you know, you're talking hundreds, if so not you know, a thousand plus dollars just to do like a big lunch with all the meat and desserts and alcohol and everything. Mm. So you're also helping alleviate some of that financial burden as well that your host will be carrying. Yeah. And I mean, look, if you really can't even buy a cheese, you know, put together a cheese board, offer to contribute to the cost of the meat or, yeah. you know, ask it, maybe Christmas bonbons or, yeah. you know, that's sort of buy thing. something to bring yeah. a box of chocolates even. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> be useful. Definitely. Next, we had keeping your routine when it comes to the things that make you feel good. So this isn't about putting pressure on yourself to burn off Christmas calories. This is about doing the things uh, that actually make you feel good. So maybe that's going for a daily walk or getting to the gym a handful of times. Uh, It's just making that time for yourself and maintaining some of those routines um, when it's, you know, something that does actually help you cope with stress and just feel better in yourself doesn't even have to be exercise related it could be that you you know you really enjoy reading so you set aside time every day just to read a little bit before you go to bed or you know you and your partner watch a show together every night and you just prioritize that because I feel like this time of year things you can just get so busy and then all of these things can just sort of fall by the wayside really really quickly and that can take quite a big sort of cumulative toll on Mm. your mental health as the time goes on. And sometimes, you know, that's kind of the joy of Christmas that the usual things and your routines and your habits and things fall to the wayside a little bit because you're just stopping and you're enjoying yourself and you're enjoying good food. And it's not a time to be, you know, counting calories or being stressed about, um, you know, your your morning routine that you might like to stick to for the other 364 days of the year. Uh, But I find I can get to the end of that week or two of Christmas and I feel really gross in myself because it, and that's when I've just totally made no effort to do the things that I would normally do to make myself feel good mm. um, and so I guess it's just that balance it's mm. not about putting pressure on yourself it's about being a little bit mindful and making a few good decisions that will uh, benefit you yeah it's sort of like making that investment so when you do get to the end of the week you don't sort of fall in a heap and go oh I just feel like I've had no time for myself and I haven't done any of these things. So sort of carving out, even if it's not as much time mm. as you would normally do, even if it's only half of that or you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, I think just trying to make the conscious effort to build it in somewhere mm. throughout these really hectic weeks. So because if you don't, it's one of those times of year that if you don't plan for it, it inevitably doesn't happen. And maybe this is actually more about the lead up to Christmas that you do want to actually have a bit more self-discipline with this stuff. 
the week of Christmas itself, cool, do what you want. It's the, you know, just <laughs> eat what you want, have fun, whatever. But sometimes when it drags into like a month and it's that, um, what do we call it? The Christmas crawl, the lead up where there's so much happening. You're trying to finish work. You're trying to get your presents sorted. You're trying to organize everything. That's probably where that routine um, and keeping up some of those good habits is going to serve you mm. and actually get you to Christmas, uh, get you past Christmas where you haven't fallen in a heap. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess on that same um, bent, our next tip was around pre-booking your beauty or hair appointments. I mean, we're probably running a little bit close to Christmas <laughs> now. I think hairdressers are like fully, pretty much almost fully booked up. I had an appointment and now I've got to move it and I literally probably looking at January. But I think even for January, like you know, mm. in November, if you can remember to book in a couple of those things, like get your hair done, all of those sorts of things that you would normally do because it makes you feel good. But if not, if you haven't done that for December and December's not an option and you've got a bit of leave in January, book yourself a massage, book, your, book yourself in to get a pedicure or a manicure or book in that hair appointment now so it's already planned and in the diary and you don't get to that week off in January and go, oh, I'd really love to do that and then you can't get in anywhere. That's it, especially if you're, you've are you just got some annual leave and you're sort of uh, bumming around home, you're not going away, that's fantastic time to uh, a fantastic time to get a massage, get a pedicure, catch up on a few of those, um, not just maintenance appointments, but like relaxation appointments, little treat yourself moments. It could even be like a really nice lunch, booking at a nice restaurant that you've been wanting to go to because that week off of like the first week of January, often a lot of people have off. And so for hospitality, it's a really, really busy time of year. So maybe Mm -hmm. just thinking ahead if you've got that time off because it can be so easy to be like, I want to spend time at home and that's wonderful. Uh, But I sometimes feel into the trap of just then, fall into the trap, sorry, of just then, sort of being at home and then we plan things last minute and you can't get a booking and then mm. it becomes very stressful. So maybe even just thinking ahead about to some of those things that you'd like to do in that time off so you can sort of really make the most of it, yeah, so even if you're not travelling. Yeah, that's it. So here's um, our reminder to you. Book those appointments while you're listening. Jump on Google or hopefully – don't you love online bookings? You know, book those restaurants, book those hair appointments, book those waxes, massages, nail appointments before but also for after because that is, yeah, just a really fun time to – Um, or fun way I guess to elongate that Christmas relaxation Mm. our next one was around not being afraid to be quote-unquote not busy this Christmas time and I think we really mean this in terms of a work sense Mm. Um, and I guess this will depend a lot on your workplace and where it is that you work because as we said before for some workplaces this is their busiest time of year but for a lot of sort of more corporate workplaces and that sort of thing everything sort of starts to wind up and you know projects deadlines get pushed out to the next year or you know meetings that would regularly be hold, held aren't held anymore so you, you do sometimes end up with this little bit more free time and so I think don't be afraid to take a little bit of advantage of that obviously mm. get your work done I'm not saying to slack off yeah. but you know if you need to just duck down to Coles on a working with home day and get something or run to the store to pick up a click and collect order mm. or you know knock off 30 minutes early to go and do something that's Christmas related just to help you sort of plan and get around this time of year I mean, if you you know, gracious and flexible workplace, mm. which we hope you all are, yes. then um, yeah, there really should be no guilt or sort of shame in taking some of those liberties. Yeah. So maybe it's okay uh, for a few days to actually just do the minimum. Give yourself permission uh, because, you know, you've probably put in those hard yards. You are getting your job done still. But if there's not that much to do, and you have the opportunity to kind of take advantage of that and enjoy it, lean into it. Mm. It's definitely something I've had to learn in my career. I mean, when I first started out, you know, if I went through a period of not being that busy, people would be like, oh, 
just enjoy it. And I was like, oh, I, yes. What do you what mean? Does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you telling me not to work? And mm. people are like, oh, just work it. But it does make sense now because then there's some times where, you know, you literally are, you don't get a lunch break and you run off your feet mm-hmm. for, you know, a couple of weeks on end. And it all sort of evens out. And yeah. it comes out in the wash, as they say. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I was when I was starting um, our previous job, and I was like, I don't feel like I have enough to do. Like, can you give me more things? And I, um, a colleague said, No, this is it's peaks and troughs. There will mm. be times when we are all so flat out. He said, So take advantage. Just enjoy this time. Make the most of it. I'm like, But is that? Do you mean like not work? Like what? But it's something like you said. I've had. To, I've realized. Yeah. We all put in those hard yards and do those extra hours. And there's other times when that's just not required. Yeah. And so use Christmas or the lead up to Christmas if things are slowing down. Maybe just try and lean into it a little. Yeah. And I suppose the extension to that is if you're on leave, you're on leave. Be on leave. Turn off your notifications. Put your out of office on. Delete apps. Delete teams. Move them to a different folder. I sometimes do that on a separate page of your phone. Yeah. Unless you have a work phone. Turn off your work phone. Yes. Set your voicemail for people who still leave voicemails and say, I'm on leave returning this date. You know, that sort of thing. Not my problem. Yeah. And if it alleviates some of your stress, you know, let um, the person you, you report to obviously have your personal number. I mean, they, they will have that. Um, yeah. But tell them to call you if it's urgent. You mm. know, as long as everyone knows what days you're on leave, that you're not contactable. But if you if, – sorry, not, not meant to be contactable. But if there's some – crazy disaster or emergency and you're the only one that can solve it which is probably unlikely for a lot of us in the corporate world um that they have your personal number and they can get you if if you know if need be and that just i think giving yourself permission to be on leave you're not being paid no so don't you know let well, your brain terms, you kind of are but you're, yeah, you're using yeah. your paid recreational <laughs> time you're entitled you yeah. to that um, yes, and exactly. you can switch off another like if you're going away Lord Howe Island or somewhere that has no mobile reception, fantastic option. Mm. You actually cannot, and you can't even get Wi-Fi there really. It's, it's, so if you have to actually remove yourself, if you're someone that will always check. Um, and, I mean, I guess, you know, there's positions, obviously there's positions where you're going to have to keep tabs on things and stuff. Mm. But if you have the ability to go and leave and switch off, we're just saying do it properly. Yeah, I think moving the notifications or deleting those apps is a really, like, yeah, Getting turning notifications off or removing the apps completely is really great because I'm one of those people that even if I know that probably what is coming into my inbox is just you know auto sends or spam emails or whatever, if I see that little that little red, red dot, thing, yeah, yeah, I'll just be like, oh gosh, I need to click click it. And then if you mm-hmm. see one thing that you feel like you need, it can be so such a slippery slope to go, oh, just quickly send that off or yep. whatever. But one of the beauties of this time of year that I do find from a work sense is in that two weeks between Christmas and New in that first week of January, since in a lot of workplaces, a lot of people are on leave. It's one of those times that can be a little bit easier to switch off because mm-hmm. you know not many people are around. There's mm-hmm. not that much going on. But yeah, like Rach said, if it will alleviate some stress, just give a backup number to whoever it is that's working through that period to be like, give me a call if you need it. So then you feel like you can sort of, yeah, totally ignore work and hopefully forget what day it is that's what I love about this time of year as well you're like is it Wednesday is it Thursday and who cares yeah I love that experience what it's like to be retired yes (laughs) (laughs) one day oh our last point was just around being kind and that is to yourself but also to other people um slowing down a little bit um on the roads think about you know like it's easy just to get so caught up in um everything you're trying to get done and that's so evident at the shops you know people can be really nasty they can push in they can get cranky 
support, think about retail workers, just, mm-hmm. you know, a smile or a how's your day going. Hospitality workers yeah, as well. Just being like a civil human being, it's not that hard. I think it actually takes more effort to be nasty personally. So mm. it's like just, just keeping that in mind, yes, to yourself, because there's a lot of pressure and uh, can be a really difficult time of year, but also to the people around you. Mm. Yeah, I think we can all get so busy just rushing from A to B and it's so easy to get frustrated or annoyed or, you know, I just remember one time, I think it was last year, running down on Christmas Eve trying to get a few things, the amount of people that were honking at me and Mm. stuff. And I had Sean in the car and I was like, am I doing something wrong? He's like, no, people are just stressed. (laughs) You know, people zipping around, you know, like it's, yeah, it's just a time of year to be like, you know, things will get done when they need to get done by, Mm. you know, speeding or being nasty to that person is not going to make it happen any quicker and it's also not going to make them feel better and likely not going to make you feel better. It's Christmas. This is about love. It's about time together. It's about forgiveness. It's about grace. It's not about, (laughs) you know, uh, being the first in line at the shops. So just bear that in mind. Yeah. And kindness really is so important because as we said at the start, this time of year is wonderful for lots of people, but it's also really challenging for lots of people. And just we wanted to just before we finished, um, just give another reminder about you know not being afraid to reach out to su- for support if you need that, whether that be you know from a trusted friend, a colleague. I know a lot of workplaces offer different support services this time of year, a family member, or even a formal service like Beyond Blue, Lifeline, or Headspace. And we'll link a few down below mm. if that's something you feel like you are needing this Christmas. And also, you know, if you're lonely, reach out to us as well. If you just want someone to chat to, send us a message. We are here as well because we do want to acknowledge it can be a really tricky time and we hope that, um, you know, you get to experience a bit of love and uh, a bit of joy this Christmas. And I think that pretty much brings us to the end of Hmm. the list that we'd put together. But we hope this has been a little bit helpful and sort of prompted a bit of thought around how you can just be, yeah, looking after yourself and your own well-being and the well-being of those around you this Christmas. That's it. We don't have the answers, but we have, you know, it's nice to it's nice to chat it through and like you said, Tegan, start thinking about it and thinking of maybe some ways and to um, you know, make life a little bit easier this Christmas. Yeah. And if you have any tips or tricks or strategies mm. that you put into place this time of year, we'd love to hear them. So connect with us on social media. We're at the brunchfiles.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. And I think that's all. So we'll see you in the next one. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously, and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy.